When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Michigan fans? It's Clayton Safey with TheWolverine.com here with five takeaways from the Wolverines' 31-6 win over Bowling Green Saturday night in the 14th ever night game in Michigan Stadium history. The new lights, you had uh, you know the scoreboards lit up at night for the first time, so it was a, a pretty cool environment at the big house on Saturday night. We'll get into Michigan's game. Make sure to like this video on YouTube. If you're excited that Jim Harbaugh is back as your head coach this week against Rutgers to kick off Big Ten play, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And as always, head to thewolverine.com, get all of your Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting coverage. Just $1 gets you premium access for your first month. All right, let's get into it. Takeaway number one, uh, J.J. McCarthy was was pretty sloppy in this game, and that comes on the heels of two fantastic outings to start the season. Things went really smooth for him the first couple games, but he faced some adversity here tonight. The Michigan offense starts out with four four runs on their first drive. They score a touchdown. We'll get into the run game in just a little bit, but second possession, they get all the way down to the goal line and a spacing issue. J.J. McCarthy throws his first interception of the night. Uh, looked like A.J. Barner you know, didn't quite run his route exactly where he was supposed to be. His defenders able to come off of his guy and then J.J. going for Roman Wilson and it gets intercepted. So Sharon Moore called that a spacing issue. The second one, trying to go Cornelius Johnson a little bit deeper uh, on a post route, and it, it just wasn't there. He just wasn't open. It was a bad read. He kind of underthrew it as well. Cornelius didn't really have a chance to come back and try to break that ball up. And then the third one, he's trying to throw the ball out of bounds after getting flushed from the pocket and evading the pass rush, and he just doesn't have enough oomph on it, and it gets intercepted. And J.J. said next time he's throwing that thing into the 300 level. Uh, but but you definitely need to do that. It's a, it's a lesson that needs to be learned, and he said it's something he's done in practice a little bit early on in the season. But, um, you know, it, it's easier to learn that lesson, I think, in games. He also had a couple other misses. He could have hit Tyler Morris before the half on a deep ball. He was wide open, didn't put enough air under it. And then uh, and, and kind of missed that throw. Even his touchdown to Cornelius Johnson, one of two for J.J. on the night, the other going to Roman Wilson. But even on, on the one to Cornelius, it was an ill-advised throw, J.J. admitted after the game. It, it was batted around a little bit. Cornelius makes a really nice play on the ball and is able to score the touchdown. But, you know, I didn't think J.J. responded as well as probably he would have wanted to. I mean, each interception was kind of a little bit more mind-boggling than, than the last one. Mistakes are going to happen. He's got to clean them up, and I think he'll respond going forward. But, um, you know, you would have liked to see a cleaner game out of your quarterback, certainly, especially against this opponent. And Michigan only led 14-6 to six at the half because of some mistakes. They also were sloppy in special teams. Bowling Green going with those pooch kicks. Max Bredesen coughs one up. Braden McGregor coughed one up, but Michigan recovered on the next pooch kick. Uh, so Michigan went over 10 minutes without having the football at one point in the first half because of those turnovers. And when your offense accumulates 8.2 yards per play, like Michigan did in the first half, you got to get them on the field. You got to keep them on the field and you got to clean up those mistakes and finish drives 
with touchdowns or at least a field goal. You want to end every and every drive with a kick, either an extra point, a field goal, or a punt. You know, punt isn't that bad. I know against Bowling Green it'd be frustrating, but that's what coaches are looking for. They don't want those turnovers that that give the ball over to the other team. We'll see how JJ looks next week. Takeaway number two: uh, the defense kind of took matters into its own hands there in the third quarter. I mean, you started off with you know Bowling Green getting backed up there. And Chris Jenkins absolutely sniffing out a screenplay. Jalen Harrell gets in the face of the quarterback, and Chris Jenkins is just waiting in front of the running back. And I think Michigan would have absolutely, you know, eaten that thing up either way if Chris Jenkins picked it off or not. But he gets the pick. He gets it down to the two yard line. He said he was too fat to get in the end zone uh, at, at his post game presser. But Blake Corum, who was sitting next to him, said, "Hey, I appreciate that." Blake Corum scores on the next play from two yards out for Michigan. And then the next drive, Jalen Harrell, again, he knocks the ball free uh, from the quarterback. Uh, Michael Barrett gets the fumble recovery. That defense was was very, very good after a couple mistakes early on. Josh Wallace got burned on a double move. Uh, Odu Hilaire for Bowling Green drops a touchdown catch. It could have been worse than it was, but they gave up a couple big plays in the passing game early on. But Michigan cleaned some things up. Bowling Green, unfortunately for them, had to go to their third-string quarterback after Camden Orth was knocked out. Connor Bazelak doesn't even start in this game, was unavailable, and that really made them one-dimensional team. They kind of wanted to run the ball, and as Sharon Moore said after, just get out of this game. It seemed like alive, a lot of injuries, and, and hope everyone's okay over on the Bowling Green side. But, I mean, the Michigan defense, just a really, really good job, only allowing 205 total yards, 3.6 yards per play, only 81 rushing yards, 2.3 yards per rush in 10 tackles for loss for the second straight week for the Wolverines. So they're really getting in the backfield. They're being disruptive, and we will see what it looks like against some better opponents down the road. And I think Rutgers is going to be that next week. Not sure how great their offense is, but uh, we'll get into that game throughout the week. Number three, Michigan runs the ball better in this game, and particularly Blake Corum I thought looked pretty close to vintage Blake Corum. He starts off the game with a 54-yard rush on the first play from scrimmage for the Wolverines, and that got them going. They scored three plays later. He had two touchdowns on the night, 12 carries, 101 yards, averaging 8.4 yards per carry. I thought the offensive line played a little bit better. They got some more push in there, and um, we'll talk about offensive line substitution in just a second. But Donovan Edwards had really struggled in the first couple games. He has nine carries for 50 yards, still averaging 5.6 there. Didn't break off a big one, his longest rush, just 11 yards. But I thought he looked a little bit better, uh, minus a couple plays. And, you know, they're starting to kind of get that run game going, getting that rhythm. And frankly, you know, Michigan was was asked about it. Blake Corum was asked in the postgame press conference, you know, when do you start getting concerned about the run game? They had 31 rushes for 169 yards. You take out the 54-yarder, you know, maybe the numbers don't look as good. But Blake said there's no concern. And honestly, they could have ran Blake Corum much more than they did just 12 times in this game. And I think they could have ran him all night and had a ton of success. You also had a 13 yard rush or, or negative 13 yard play on JJ McCarthy's sack that he took and was clearly on the offensive line there, by the way, but you know, that factors in, they had some garbage time carries. It didn't really amount to much. And that factors into the average as well. I thought the run game was actually pretty good, even though the numbers were not that gaudy in this game on the ground for the Wolverines. They only ran 44 plays. That's the least amount of plays Michigan has run in a game since 
the 2011 Western Michigan game. And that game ended after three quarters due to weather. They just called that game. Um, so this was just an odd game. Again, they didn't possess the ball for over 10 minutes at one point. Didn't run many plays. The efficiency was actually very good, despite the final numbers not looking all that dominant. Offen- or yeah, Takeaway number four, offensive line tweaks for Sharon Moore and the guys up front on the Michigan offensive line. Third quarter, they make a substitution. They bring in Ladarius Henderson, the Arizona State transfer, who has not played much through two games, but he comes in at left tackle. They move Carson Barnhart from left tackle to right tackle, and Miles Hinton, who was at right tackle, comes out of the game. And I thought they they found something a little bit there, too small of a sample size to really make a final determination, but that group was providing some good push. I thought the pass protection was good when they were in there. Michigan in the third quarter, uh, most of which the starters were in, had 11 carries for 54 yards. Again, getting some good movement up front. So we'll see if they continue to tinker there. They said on Monday, Sharon Moore and Jim Harbaugh, that this offensive line starting lineup was set for now. They said it's it's always a living organism. It can always change, uh, but it seems like there's a chance at least of that changing this week, and I don't expect them to be too committal on anything uh, during the week as things go, and we'll kind of see how it shakes out against Rutgers. But, you know, we'll keep an eye on that offensive line rotation because the offensive line has been good, not great, through three games. Um, They did allow that sack early in the second quarter. That kind of blew up Michigan's two-minute drill before the half, and and it was a little bit disappointing there with uh, a couple guys coming free. Carson Barnhart gets beat, and then a blitzer through the A-gap between Drake Nugent and Trevor Keegan comes through. Uh, and you just can't have that happen. So sometimes it's okay to have mistakes, put them on film in games like these so that you can learn from them and you don't make the mistakes when the stakes are a little bit higher. Takeaway number five, and finally, it's probably not time to panic for Michigan. You still win by 25 points. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of discussion about the quarterback play in this game, but I think we've seen enough of J.J. McCarthy, not just this year, but throughout his career, to believe that he's going to bounce back, that he's going to be a very good quarterback at the very least. For Michigan this season, we did see some positives. I mean, the run defense was dominant. The defense overall, forcing turnovers, uh, holding Bowling Green to just 205 yards, six points, was was pretty darn good. And you still don't have some of those guys in the secondary like Rod Moore and Will Johnson. Neither of them played. That's a concern for me right now that you just kind of need to get them out there, get them game reps so that they can step in. It'll be a little bit more seamless. Um, But like we said, run game got going a little bit. Um, you know, you would have liked to see a better rhythm offensively, but there were positives to take away from this game. And one of the big ones going forward is that Jim Harbaugh is back. Jim Harbaugh is your head coach again. I think that would have helped on Saturday night, especially with JJ calming him down um, and, and being able to, you know, kind of make sure that that offense responds the way it needed to. Uh, everyone stretched a little bit thin there with Jim Harbaugh out on the coaching staff, but now they're all going to be back in their places and uh, and they're going to be ready to go. So we'll see what Michigan does this week in preparation for Rutgers. You can follow all of that over at thewolverine.com. Again, $1 gets you your first month of premium access over there. Join the discussion on our message board. Get all of our premium content. Again, like this video if you're excited that Jim Harbaugh is back on the Michigan sidelines. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate all of your support. And thank you so much. We'll see you next time.